What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Specht, and I teach insurance agents how to quote less, win more often, and build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. Whether you're a brand new producer just starting out or you've been grinding it out year after year, you're in the right place to learn how to grow your book. I teach insurance producers my step-by-step 12X framework that helps you get the incumbent agent fired and you hired. After all, why waste time quoting when you can win with one signature? If you're looking for a proven system to help you 12X your book of business, then visit my website at www.12x.club to see how it's done. Otherwise, kick back, turn up the volume, and remember, quoting is for the week. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. What's up, Permission Nation? My name is Charles Speck, the host of the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast. It is good to be with you today. You know what I want to talk about today? I want to talk about how to multiply your book of business. How to multiply your book of business. And you know you hear me talk about 12X a lot, but I'm not talking about 12X right now. I want to talk about double. How to multiply your book of business by two. And I think there's actually a really easy way to do this that doesn't require you spending any extra money. It doesn't require any additional training. It doesn't require um, you even listening to this podcast, although I'm really glad that you're here. And if you would love to leave a five-star review, that would be awesome. But it doesn't require any of that. What it does require is accountability. I want you to be able to multiply your book of business, and I think that there is a very easy way in which to accomplish this. It's just a matter of actually doing it. But here's the issue, is that this podcast episode is going to be a little bit of a kick in the pants. It's going to be a time in which I require you to hold yourself accountable. I don't require necessarily your agency principal, although he or she probably should. What it really comes down to is whether or not you will hold yourself accountable to actually doing the work. And so I've never been very good at mathematics, so I'm going to use very simple very simple numbers here so that we can understand the basics of what we're doing. So really, this is the issue. If you've been in the insurance business for a while, you probably have clients. Those clients would like to see you or talk to you every once in a while. Sometimes they have claims, and so they need you to help them out with a claim. Sometimes you have to actually begin doing accord apps and fill out supplementals and gather loss runs for their renewals. There's a lot of things that you might have to do to service your current clients. And so I want you just to think about that for a moment. Let's say for just a moment that you are putting in 40 hours a week in the insurance business. Maybe some of you are just overachievers. You're doing 50 hours or 55 hours, or some of you are just knocking out of the ballpark. You're like, you're in it for 60, 65 hours. Maybe some of you are doing 25. Okay, I'm not here to judge. We're not here to judge. We're talking about going forward this next year in 2022, but we're going to be looking back at 2021 about what we could have done to multiply our book of business. So for the sake of numbers, let's just say it was a 40-hour week. Okay, 40, hour, 40 hours a week, you were spending time in the insurance business doing whatever it is that you do, 
But let's just say, for the sake of argument here, that you had a number of clients and you were doing service on, you had claims and all that kind of stuff, and you spent about 20 hours on average each week handling clients, servicing, telephone calls, email, accord apps, meeting with them for renewals, all that kind of stuff. 20 hours spent on service, which leaves you then another 20 hours out of your 40 to do everything else such as prospecting for new business. That additional 20 hours there is what you would have to prospect for new business. My question then is, what were you doing with your 20 hours? Still, now for the sake of easy mathematics, let's just say that you will end up this year writing $100,000 of new business. Okay, let's say you wrote $100,000 of new business out of the 20 hours that you had set aside after your servicing was done. Those of you who can't see it right now, but I'm actually holding up my calculator to the, to the screen so that we can actually see what we're looking at. 20 hours. Out of that 20 hours, I want you to get real. Out of that 20 hours, I want you to be honest with yourself. Out of that 20 hours, I'm not going to come there and either you know, shake your hand, pat you on the back, or kick you in the shin. I'm not going to do anything like that, but I want you to think about it. Out of the 20 hours that you would have had available in that example, what did you do with your 20 hours? Crickets. Silence. Because if you're anything like me, and I hope that you are because we're all human beings, is that we tend not to be as productive as we can. I want to talk about how to multiply your time. If you can multiply your time, then you can actually multiply your book. Here's the thing. Using that same example, let's say out of those 20 hours, you know, I would say that you probably did a lot of things that didn't matter. You met with a lot of sales reps. You met with underwriters. You went to networking events that didn't pan out. You were talking to people around the cooler and just hanging out with your account manager, just doing this and that, whatever else it was, taking one-and-a-half-hour lunches or two-hour lunches, and you're just not there. Do those hours add up? I actually think they add up something significantly. So here's the thing. Out of that 20 hours, let's say you only spent half of it prospecting. Then you would only be at... 10 hours out of the 40, you're actually doing prospecting. 10 hours out of the 20 that you have available for doing new business prospecting, you only spent 50% of your time actually prospecting. Here's the thing. You wrote $100,000 in this example. Spending half the amount of time that you have available for prospecting to prospect, you wrote hundred grand. If we would have just used all the time that we had available for prospecting to actually prospect, we would have made twice the appointments, we would have gotten twice the broker of record letters, we would have gotten twice the number of clients, we would have gotten twice the book of business. In that example, instead of writing hundred grand of new business, you would have wrote $200,000 of new business revenue by changing nothing else other than just being accountable to yourself. Look, I'm all about sales tactics. I'm all about things that work and stopping things that don't work. But at the end of the day, what really comes down to it is how often will we be focused on the things that we have to do that are going to push the needle? I am in the exact same boat as you. Even as I'm recording this, looking at my computer screen, it is showing me a picture of myself, and guess who I'm preaching to? 
I'm preaching to myself about the need to utilize time wisely. There's so much that can be done in that margin if we would just use it more wisely. The accountability is so necessary. What could you have done if you honestly look back just for a moment? I want you to think. I want you really to think and to be honest and serious with yourself. If you would have used the available time that you had to actually prospect for new business, what could you have written? You know what? It's a lot, isn't it? It's enough to almost make you cry. It's enough to make you shed a tear about how much time we might have wasted by not actually doing the hard work and prospecting. How can you double your book of business? By stop, by stopping to do things that don't put gold in your pocket. Stopping the things that don't put gold in your pocket. You might say, well, Charles, I have lots of different things. What, what are you talking about? Great. I'm glad you asked. Good question. What I would like for you to do is get out a piece of paper and a pencil. You can use a pen if you'd like. Maybe you're just very tech savvy. You want to use your computer. Great. No problem whatsoever. Might even want to use Excel you know, in a spreadsheet so you can have this really, really handy. But here's the thing. I want you to write down all the different things that you do in your business as an insurance producer outside of servicing, all the different stuff that you do. And I want you to be very, very detailed going to lunch with sales reps, talking to sales reps when they come in. Wow, what a waste of time that is. Look, if you're an agency principal, I would tell you immediately, stop having sales reps come to your agency effective immediately. You want to have your team become more productive? Stop having sales reps come in and give their little pony show about what their appetite list is. What a waste of time that is. And how many of them actually come? Look, get out your little pen piece of paper. Write down all the things that you are doing in a typical day. I'm talking about going to the water cooler and hanging out. I'm talking about like how often are you going to the copy machine and you're just like, you know, not actually doing what you're doing and you get off track and then you go and like you hang out, you talk to somebody else on another one of the cubicles. Or you sit down in somebody else's office for 15 minutes just kind of you know, shooting the breeze and talking about how awesome those Green Bay Packers are. Right? How many times do we do things that the time simply adds up? How much? A lot, no doubt. How much time do you, Mr. or Mrs. Producer, spend in the agency management system at your agency? How much time are you actually in there doing servicing? work that, frankly, the account manager who has the title of the one who's supposed to be servicing could do a much better job, more efficient at it, proficient at it, and you're in there trying to do it instead. And maybe you're trying to tell yourself, well, you know what, he or she's just pretty busy right now and they can't get to it, so I'm going to get in there and just handle this little one thing. Or, you know what, I, they're just a little bit overwhelmed right now, kind of overworked, and so I'm going to go in there and I'm going to handle some stuff excuses. You might say, oh, no, it's a, it's a reason. I, I understand what you're saying. I just want you to understand how much it's costing you over the course of time. Because if you were to spend you know, just a, an hour a day, on average, doing something like that in your system, that compound interest over the course of the year means a lot. If you are sitting around and maybe on, an, on average you meet with you know, sales reps 
uh, for an hour, hour and a half every week, that adds up really quickly. If you spend an extra half an hour at lunch you know, with people over the course of weeks and months and the year, it adds up significantly. Here's the thing. If we take just an hour a day at just stuff, Maybe you're inside the system doing things that somebody else could do. Maybe you're talking to sales reps or you're just you know, doing other things. You're chit-chatting with other people in your office. Okay, Just an hour a day, add it all up, just an hour. If you multiply that by five, five days a week, obviously one times five is five. I'm pretty good at that. If you were then to multiply that number by 50, 50 weeks, because you're going to take two for vacation, that's now 250 hours out of the year that you will have spent doing different things that didn't push the needle. It was a waste of time. Somebody else could have done it, done it better than you. Chit-chatting, taking extra lunches, right? You say, well, Charles, it's, you know, it's not that much, just 250. Oh, really? Let's divide that now by eight, eight hours per day. Guess what that now is? That number is 31.25 days. So just call it 31 days, 31 work days, not 31 calendar days, 31 work days. That is close to about one and a half months of your entire year was now wasted because you were spending time hanging out with sales reps or processing an endorsement or something like that inside the system for the account manager, frankly, who could have done it, would have done it, and eventually would have gotten to it, but you did it because it was easier to do that than it was to pick up a telephone and call a prospect. So instead of having 12 months in your year to actually prospect now, because of just that one hour a day you were spending doing other stuff, you now only have 10 and a half months out of your normal year. But I also know that a lot of producers don't even do much in December. Did you hear that virtual intelligence and on-hand VAs actually merged? That's right. I was talking to Michael Cruz and checking out what he has there with his Colombian workers. And I said to him, dude, what's up? You realize you're not a VA, right? He said, what do you mean? I said, you're a VE. Look it up on ChatGPT. I encourage you to do that too. He's got forward-facing VEs. VEs that can answer the phone and take questions 30 days in. You say yes to Michael. I want what you have. In 30 days, that's what he delivers. I said, Michael, this is unbelievable. We're strong in the front, but we're really strong in the back end. You provide the external VE for us. We provide the internal VE. I looked at him. I said, buddy, let's do this together. Let's, let's do this. And he looked at me and he put out his hand and like a good solid Cuban American, he said, Jason, I'm committed. Let's do it. And that's what we did. We flew to Columbia. We saw his operation and you need to see it too. Give us a little click at virtual Intel. That's with two L's. That's virtual I N T E L L dot com. Go check us out. See what we're doing. High quality VEs mixed with technology delivered right into your agency. And you don't have to do all the things that you don't like to do, like hiring, firing, requiring, recreating, trying to find processes. Just there's so much stuff. I can't even say it right. That's right. Virtual Intel cast certified. Look, don't even get me started on that one because December is huge for 1-1. There's a lot of stuff that can be done, a lot of BORs that can be signed. But many producers don't even prospect in December. So if you're not prospecting in December and you're already going to be losing you know, another month and a half just because you're wasting it one hour a day, you're now losing two and a half months out of an entire year. Out of an entire year. You only have nine and a half months to actually hit your hundred grand.
when if you would have just used your time wisely, you probably could have hit 200. And look, going back to that same example of somebody working 40 hours a week, has 20 to service their clients, has another than 20 set aside to prospecting. Again, I asked you at the beginning of this episode, I want you to get real with yourself. What is your number that on average, how many hours per week do you legitimately prospect? I'm not talking about getting ready for prospecting. I'm not talking about trying to psych yourself up. I'm not talking about discovery. You know, again, don't get me on that one either. That was, that's another episode. I'm probably going to have to do another one on that one. Um, spending way too much time just doing discovery because you're doing something, you're just not actually talking to anybody. Like, how much time are we wasting not actually doing prospecting? The time adds up quickly. If you waste typically two hours per day just doing stuff that doesn't really push the needle, has nothing to do with prospecting, isn't servicing your client, out of an eight-hour day, could it be true that you spend two hours out of that eight hours not really doing anything that pushes the needle towards writing new business? I'm, again, I'm preaching to myself as I'm talking to you. We all do that. 25% of a day, for example. You could have written 25% more. You, frankly, you, you could have written potentially twice, if not more than that, by just utilizing the time that you have. Look, again... I'm an insurance sales coach and a consultant. I work with insurance agents to help them build a book of business to a million dollars or more. That's what I do. I help insurance agents build their book of business to a million dollars or more. I give them ways in which to win more signed broker of record letters. That's what I hang my hat on. I focus on a lot of different things. I focus on ways in which to sculpt the conversation with an insured when you're meeting with them for the first time in an appointment. I talk about the 12-month timeline of services and how effective it is. I talk about scripting and messaging and branding, personal branding. I talk about tactics. I talk about putting together submission, negotiating with underwriters, what you're doing during the downtime in between meeting with the insured and offering the quote all of that stuff. But if you take all of that stuff and move it off to the side and do nothing else other than utilize your time more wisely, you could have written twice the amount of revenue you wrote this last year. And then the big question is, and guess whose fault that is? Yep, it's my fault. My lack of production is my fault. Just like your lack of production is your fault. And so I want you, as we are now coming to the end of 2021, as we're starting to wind down and people are putting together their expectations for the next year, putting together their sales goals, putting together what they're hoping to go after and so forth, their strategy, I want you to really 
have sort of a heart-to-heart, face-to-face, gut check with yourself. Take a look at your calendar and ask yourself, where am I wasting my time and where can I get my time back? How can I multiply my time so as to be more productive and actually become someone who makes more money because they're simply more efficient? I really want you to do that. Because I know that the power lies within you to be able to accomplish almost anything you really want. Almost anything you really want. I truly believe that the only thing that really stops us is whatever is going on in these thick skulls of ours. Whatever is going on in my mind is the thing that holds me back. Whatever is going on in your head is the thing that hinders you. It is a hurdle, very often one that we can't overcome. It is a ball and chain around the ankle. It holds us back. It's like trying to run a sprint with weights on your ankles. It just doesn't work very well. You cannot accomplish what you want to accomplish with small-minded thinking. But here's the thing. I truly believe in you. I know that you can do this. I know that there is no reason whatsoever why you won't be able to actually flat out dominate in every sector that you put your hand to. There's no reason why you can't win. There's no reason why you can't succeed. There's no reason why you can't competitively dethrone every single competitor that ever comes in front of your path. There's no prospect out there that could not become your client. There is no industry out there where you couldn't be the the best agent of choice. There's no reason whatsoever. The only thing that is stopping you is what's going on in your head. You might be used to writing $10,000 premium accounts. There's no reason why. Right now, effective today, you can't just start going after $100,000 premium accounts. Maybe you're used to going after $100,000 premium accounts. There's nothing right now that's stopping you from writing $1 million plus premium accounts. There's nothing, literally nothing. There's nothing that's stopping you. There's no shortage of prospects. There's plenty of prospects out there who are paying well over a million dollars for premium. Why aren't you prospecting those? Why aren't those your prospect list? Instead of calling on stuff that's $10,000 of revenue, why not just start calling on stuff that's $100,000 of revenue? What's stopping you? I'm going to tell you, the big boys out there, all the big alphabet houses, the Gallagher's, the Willis, Aon, all that kind of stuff, whoever you feel your big competition is out there, for the most part, they have nothing on you. Nothing. They have almost nothing additional to offer to their prospects. They have name recognition or at least size, but that's it. They don't have anything for the most part that is quite valuable compared to what you could be potentially putting together and offering to your prospects and clients. Nothing. 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 It's all in our head. What if, imagine as we continue to just brainstorm here, what if you not only used all of your time wisely, But what if you began to go after much bigger accounts? Instead of writing 10 accounts at $10,000 of commission in order to write 100 grand this year, what if you doubled the productivity by utilizing your time wisely? You then wrote $200,000 of commission because you got 20 clients at 10 grand. But instead of that, why not just simply increase the size of the account, maybe dramatically, to the point at which it begins to scare you? Instead of writing $10,000 accounts, what if you began to write $50,000 accounts? What's stopping you? Oh, you're saying, Charles, I could never do that again. Uh Uh-huh, that's in your head. 
There's nothing stopping you. What if you doubled down on your productivity and you began quoting on stuff that was 50 grand of revenue? If you got the same number of accounts, doubled your, doubled your productivity, and multiplied the size of the account by five, instead of writing from 100 grand, you went to 200 grand, but you multiplied that by five, could you write a million dollars in new business this next year? I think you could. I think you could. But who cares what I think? I wonder what you think. Because you are your biggest enemy. We hold ourselves back. We think I couldn't do that. We think my agency couldn't handle it. Why would, why would a bigger account like that want to do business with me? Or maybe it's because you don't want to give up a lot of the time-wasting things. That's your own choice. Again, all of that's in your head. It's your choice. But I hope I can begin to convince some of you, many of you, Lord willing, I hope I can convince all of you that your ability to flat out dominate and accomplish much is right there within you. It's just a matter of doing it. And so then the question is, what are you going to do with it? Are you simply going to go into 2020 bringing some lackluster goals that you're probably going to accomplish anyway, even if you just slipped and fell into it? Look, if somebody has a goal of, say, $50,000, I can slip and fall into $50,000 by accident. Stuff will just cross the path that you can write fifty grand. You can do much better than that, much better than that. Look, I absolutely believe everybody has their own unique weaknesses and strengths, but you are much better than that. Now, for all of you producers who aren't agency principals, I'm going to put you off to the side for just a minute because I want to talk to the boss. I want to talk to your manager. I want to talk to the agency principal. I want to ask you, Mr. Mrs. Agency Principal, partner, owner of the agency, why are you allowing your producers to continue each and every day with small-minded thinking? Why? Are you handcuffing your agency? Why are you handcuffing your producers from being able to accumulate wealth over the course of the time? Why not simply unleash them? Why not encourage them to go after bigger, to write bigger, to be held accountable, to be the best version of themselves that they possibly could be? Why not re-sculpt your agency so that it's not just something that accepts mediocrity, but it is the type of agency that every single producer out there would love to work for? What if you sculpted your agency to be such a sales machine that every single insurance producer out there started sending you their resumes because they wanted to work for you. Is there any reason, Mr. and Mrs. Insurance Agency owner, principal partner, that your agency couldn't be like that? You know what is stopping it? Whatever's in your head. You know what's stopping it? Mediocrity and the acceptance of it. It's not a path. It's not a plan. You're stuck in a rut. You just don't realize it. You might have to take a step back and ask yourself, is the thing that I'm doing for my agency actually getting me the results that I truly, really would like to have for my agency? Am I equipping? Am I training? Am I giving my people the resources that they need in order to be the best they can possibly be at sales? 
Am I holding them accountable? Am I giving them the training? Am I putting together the sales meetings with them that, that give them the level of expertise that they need in order to actually dominate and win more accounts by broker of record letter? What if you just changed the entire sales uh, philosophy of your agency that we simply don't quote any longer? We don't provide quotes for non-clients any longer. How might that simple change in your agency completely revolutionize everything you do? What if you just told all your marketing department and producers, we don't offer quotes for non-clients? Go out and get brokers of record letters. Once you have a signed broker of record letter, we will bend over backwards for that client. We will go to every single market that is available that's even willing to write that account. But we are not going to waste our time, our resources, nor your time, Mr. and Mrs. Producer, by quoting on stuff for people who have not yet given you permission, who do not trust you yet. What would happen to your agency if you took that step? What would happen? In other words, how much would your agency grow? Your staff would be happier. They wouldn't be as burdened. They wouldn't have to do as much quote-unquote marketing to all the carriers. Your hit ratio with the carriers would go up dramatically. You wouldn't have to be paying people overtime in order to hurry up and get a whole bunch of stuff done and spend countless personnel hours working on things that never become a client of yours. Again, don't get me started on stuff. I mean, how many hours of your career, of your life, of your week, of your year will you work on stuff, quote stuff that you do not win? I'm just telling you, the amount of time that is wasted by insurance people throughout the year is crazy. How many hours a year do underwriters spend quoting on stuff they don't win? How much time is wasted in the insurance business? How much are premiums inflated out there simply because of the man hours that are spent on these things? It's crazy. Want to multiply your book of business by two? Want to double your book of business in one year? Become accountable to yourself. Use your time wisely. Change the things that don't work. Become a super producer. Do not accept mediocrity any longer. The future is yours. What are you going to do with it? My name is Charles Specht. I'm the president and CEO of Permission Sales, where I teach and train insurance agents how to build a $1 million or more book of business through signed broker of record letters. This is the Millionaire Insurance Producer Podcast.